so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, Definitely a podcast produced by DesignWorks right Group, celebrating people and everything sure, good in this kinda, world. You gotta go through, man. Uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. I was born so I could end up where we all end up. When the race is over, return to the center. There is no way to mend up these What's up, everyone? You are listening to The Good. Um, it is the week of February 24th. We hope your week has been phenomenal so far, even if you're listening to this on Monday morning. Hope your Monday morning has been phenomenal. Uh, my name is Jared Van. sitting down with the old co-host, Logan Draper. What's up? <laughs> Sorry, we're kind of giggling because this is my seventh attempt at an intro. And the last time I said the the old uh, Cole host. You should just wrote through it. I should have just wrote through it, but I got in my head and I had to start over and then I had to start over again and then again. And now we're finally here. We're here. We're finally here. So hopefully I can get through the rest of this. Um, if this is your first time listening, first of all, thank you. Um, this whole podcast is dedicated to celebrating good news and all the good things people are doing. Um, for their communities and for the world and just everything good. Yeah. As opposed to, to bad news. So um, we always start this off by talking about what's good in our lives. So what's good, man, buddy? Um, it's been a good, it's been a really good week. It's been a really, really busy week. We thought Ellie was sick. We don't know if she is or isn't, but she, we think she's just teething. So she's been real chill this week, which has been kind of sweet and sad at the same time. Um, I'm teaching this weekend, so back in that, uh, back in that rhythm again. Hello. Huh? Um, no, man, everything's good. Katie and I are doing really good. We had a great date last week. Went to the casino, hung out, and uh, got to have an overnight date night. That was fun. So life's going really good right now. Well, good. What about you, man? Uh, Emily and I also got to go on a date last weekend, and we did a uh, brunch. We went to, and got brunch, got some breakfast burritos, and then... From where? Can you say? From from Sevy's. Okay. Um, They're really good, um, as always. And then we went bowling, which mm. is the first time... I think it might be the first time we've ever been bowling together. It's the first time I've been bowling in a while since... When, Whoever, I guess that was Aaron's before we had a baby, what we did. Yeah. Before that. Um, but yeah, that was fun. <sighs> I was sick again somehow for a couple days this week. Yeah. You muscled through it though. Got over it pretty quick. Just found out all you have to do is chug water and apparently work out and it just drains it out of you. Got to sweat it out. Yeah. You just got to sweat it out. So I'm feeling better. So that's good. I think Walker's feeling better. I think I said he was feeling better last week, and then he started feeling, he started coughing a little bit more. But now I think he's actually better, and his, he's not clawing his face as much. So now we don't have to be like try to hide his face face in public to so people don't think we're like scratching him. Um, Which so, nobody thinks. So, uh, well, you never know. Do you so, think? Do you think people are getting more sick now? Do what? Do you think people are getting more sick now than ever before? Probably. I feel like they are. Yeah. Like everybody's sick. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. 
but not um, you. Yeah, when when I get sick, you know everybody's getting sick. Yeah, that's a good Because I, I never get sick. Ever. I got sick twice in like two weeks now. So, but I'm over it. We're doing this, and it's Friday, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. So we're going to move on to our haikus in a segment that we like to call Happy Hi Hi, a Hi Hi, a Haikus! The old setup and then zinger. I like it, man. I was, I was hosting, expect- you're starting out real high on the hosting scale. Don't drop it. I'm not. I'm good. You're locked in. I'm good. Did you did you write a haiku? I did. Okay, that just a I just wrote it. It's not very good, but uh, I guess I'll go first. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, please. Even though I'm stealing the topic that you're using as well. I mean, I think it was a given that we were both coming in with this topic. Um. So here's mine. Spring training starts today. Rangers really need to win. Seasons on the line. Season's on the line today. I feel that. I guess it's on the line right now because they've already, first pitch has already happened. It's underway. First game of spring training if they don't win today. I don't know what you do. I don't, yeah, I don't you know. You sell how, the team. I don't know how you recover. Yeah. Real bummer to build that stadium and never play. I guess it. you got to gotta think about starting the, the cheating scheme if you lose today. I would have already thought about it, but yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's an exciting time. It is. This is, a, this is one of my favorite times of year got, for sports. We got baseball, spring training. I don't, I don't think I ever watch spring training games. I, I do a few like towards the end of spring training. I'm kind of excited about it this year more than I ever have been. It's like preseason football. Yeah. I don't really care about it. But yeah, we got baseball starting. We got March Madness coming up. NBA's in full swing. NBA's in full swing. About to go on our Hockey, March Madness trip. Hockey's going up. So, I mean, you go you go into March. and in March, you have March Madness. And then you have April, which we'll call April, even though it's the end of March. April, you have baseball starting. Uh-huh. And then May, you have hockey and... Um, NBA playoffs. So I mean, a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. So I mean, this is one of my favorite times of year for some reason. And the XFL, XFL. Can't forget about I, the XFL. I, didn't, I didn't watch any games last weekend. I didn't either. Um, my haiku is also baseball related, and it is: April is so close, a year of joy or sadness. Ready for baseball? Uh. I don't know if I'm optimistic or not. Uh. But I think I am. 92 wins. Let's I go. Think, I think they'll be uh, a little bit better than last year. Yeah. I think, they'll, I, hope so. I think they'll compete for a wild card. Take that. I don't think they'll win the division. Who's winning the division? The Astros. No way. Won. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Unless they nope. just can't get over all the, uh, the heckling they're going to receive. They're going under 500. No. I guess I guess I could. I, I guess just checked, we, I I just checked we, the time code so I can pull this later. I guess we technically don't know how good they actually are. I agree. So we'll see. Under five hundred. Under four hundred. Under four hundred. Mm, Dang, no, I'm not going that low. It's no bold, way. It's a bold prediction. Too many talent. Too much talent. But then the Angels are also going to be better this year. Yeah, they have they have, they have a decent lineup with Mike Trout and Rendon in it. <laughs> yeah, it is a problem. That'll be tough. Somehow they have a lot of pitching though. Do somehow that no, they don't. Somehow the A's have been pretty good the last couple of years. They kind of came out of nowhere. The Mariners still kind of suck. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for baseball. We'll see. All right, we're gonna move on to the main part of this podcast. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. As you probably guessed, 
This segment is called Happy Headlines. Yeah, there you go. I'll send it with you. Yeah, thanks. Just kind of give me this little bass. Thanks. Um, and this whole segment is dedicated to Happy Headlines, as you probably guessed that as well. So we just go through, we dug out some uh, some good news headlines, and we're going to talk about them. And you're going to get some good news in your life. So turn off news whatever whatever news station you're listening to right now talk news even though you're listening to us so you probably aren't listening to a news station right now yeah so yeah you don't need that news station anymore yeah this is where the real news is <laughs> that's the only news you need to listen to anyways man i'm losing it already no you sound great i was good for like three minutes i think you're in your own head you're doing great so here we go my first headline is Arizona native writes more than 20,000 love letters to first responders. So Natalie Riley, she started Nothing But Love Notes four years ago on Valentine's Day. Um, and at the time, her mom was battling cancer. Um, apparently, they were just at their house on Valentine's Day, and she said, we had a bunch of thank you notes, threw them on the kitchen table, and my mom always had an affinity to first responders. We got her in the car, drove around three hours, and looked for them, them being first responders. Um, so I guess her mom was part of starting this thing, but she kind of kept the tradition going. And um, her mom actually ended up dying, but uh, Natalie kept doing this. Um, so she continues to deliver these love notes to first responders Every single day. Um, so she just keeps them in her purse. So whenever she's out and about and she sees a first responder, she can either hop out of her car or just approach them um, wherever she is and take a note out of her purse and give it to them. Um, and she said, you give them these cards, and they, lit they literally break down, and it's beautiful because I think sometimes the strongest ones need it the most. Um, and a little twist in the story. She ended up finding love through her love notes. She met her boyfriend, a retired police officer, when she gave him a love note um, like a year ago. So to date, she's given um, she's given more than twenty thousand love notes to uh, first responders. So twenty thousand—that's a lot of love notes. So she she's passed out twenty thousand. How many of those people do you think try to write her a love note back? If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, but she found one. She found one. I don't. She she wasn't doing it to try and find love. No, no, no. I'm just saying you have a woman come up to you and respect you in that way, and see what you're doing and write you meaningful words. There's got to be a lot of, especially these men that are like, that's super cool. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna write her a note. Yeah, but yeah. And she found one. That's she super cool. One. That's a lot she of found notes. A boyfriend. So yeah, that's pretty, a great pretty, story. Pretty simple story. It's uh, stories like that bother me because they make me feel bad. That's something somewhat simple you could do. Just always have something on you to be able to give out to somebody. Yeah. So that's pretty. What's her name again? Natalie. Natalie. Riley. Great work, Natalie. Um, my first one also makes me feel bad. Um, the headline is, this veterinarian, stumbled on that word, uh, has spent nine years wandering the California coast treating homeless people's pets for free. Um, so Dr. Stewart... Um, back in 2011 was heartbroken because of the amount of animals they were having to have surrendered to the veterinary clinic during the recession. So people were struggling. Can you say that word again? Which one? 
Veterinarian. 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 There you go. What am I saying? I don't know. You probably said it right. Veterinarian clinic. I have, I have no room to try and correct you on pronouncing I'm struggling, words. Man. I just took a Tylenol and I'm slurring my words. Um, so, where was it? Yeah, so um, he was bummed that all these people couldn't take care of their animals. And so I thought it was kind of cool. So he decided to uh, take all of his supplies to a soup kitchen event and treat the animals that were there. So um, about 25% of our homeless population owns a pet. And I knew if I could set up a table at the soup kitchen, I could help a small group of animals. Um, so that's what I did. I called over anyone who was holding their pet and told them I would take a look at and vaccinate or treat their pet if I could. So he took care of 15 animals that day, and then he said, okay, what do I got to do? So he started a GoFundMe, um, not for him. But so he basically what he would do, I think this is so crazy. <clears throat> so in his spare time, he would wander up and down alleys and streetways and back streets, and he would just find homeless people that had animals, and he would take care of them. He treated and helped heal over 400 animals, but obviously sometimes he didn't have all the tools necessary, so that's where the GoFundMe comes in. Um, and he raised $29,000 to pay for additional animal treatments. Um, I, his quote was, I don't ever want to have to turn anybody away. The look on people's faces when they get their pets back, especially after surgery or a life-saving procedure, those are the moments I'll remember forever. Huh. It's just free time. Just wandering up and that's, down an alley sounds, taking care of That sounds like a lot of work just to do in your free time. Yeah, a, a ton of work. And I, yeah, saw the GoFundMe thing, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I thought he was just like, I was trying to figure it out. But diving deep into it, I guess you don't think about it. But there's a lot of animals that... yeah. Like, you can't just, like, in the back alley fix them. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's cool, especially, I mean, we both have uh, dogs. You get, you get pretty attached. And so, especially if you're, well, one of my dogs I'm very attached to. Um, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's so cool. What am, what, what am I doing with my free time? Well, you, you couldn't, this, this story shouldn't make you feel bad because... Not, you don't have the skills to be able to walk the streets and, and treat dogs Careful. or pets, whatever, whatever animal. Careful. I just you got get, on. I just got on Skillshare. Skills? Oh, that's true. You give me a couple of weeks in Skillshare. That's true. Not sponsored by. It could be if they wanted to, but I might. I might learn how to, you know, bandage up a paw. You know, perk up an ear. I'm assuming he's running into to more serious things than having to bandage up a paw. You never know. I almost yeah. had to. Almost had to do some. Uh, some surgery on Belle the other night because she we got home and she had eaten like a full bag of suckers and a full <laughs> bag of M&M's. Oh. It was, was kind of sad because she was just like whimpering and then she'd like projectile vomit. And it was like the nastiest mucusy vomit ever. But it, it was weird because it smelled sweet. It smelled like suckers. <laughs> and then she threw up and then she lay back down and then she would like start whimpering again. And so it was you, sad. And then she would vomit again. I think I guess eventually she just threw it all up. So would you rather good. would you rather have to clean up vomit that looks disgusting but smells good, or looks delicious <laughs> but smells terrible? Are they just like throwing up a pizza? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a full pizza of throw up, but it's rank. Um, probably looks nasty but smells all right. Yep. That's what that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, I don't I don't want that that surprise like oh. 
Somebody just dropped a a Snickers bar on the on the floor. This looks tasty. I can eat it, and it's actually vomit. Yeah, yeah. Just curious. Yeah, that's how my brain works. I don't want to be surprised. Yeah, that's because the other way it's kind of rewarding because you're you're expecting it to smell bad. You're like, gosh, dang it. Yep. Got to clean up more throw up. But then you get down there, it smells kind of sweet. And you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. Yeah, my dog threw up all over my back two weeks ago in bed in the at four in the morning. It was so bad and so gross. That I literally got up for the day. You don't go back to sleep after your dog leaking all over you. Ugh. It was all, like, I'm not kidding you, half a gallon. And I, I think that's true. It was an outrageous amount. And it smelled yeah. like chocolate, but chocolate that had lined a dog's stomach for years. Did she eat chocolate? I don't know. And we sound like real bad pet owners right now. Just our dogs getting into bags of chocolate and bag of, bags of suckers. Hey. I believe I believe dogs got a choice. That's true. You know they make their own choices, and then that's the bed that I lay in and throw up. Yep. So, yep. I don't know, but shout out to the uh, the street vet. Also, I kind of want to. I kind of wish I could have seen Belle just eating some suckers. Oh. She's like crunching on it, or she you check her like, teeth. She's actually like licking it. You check her teeth. No. She also she had like no teeth left. she also had like crumbles of like sticky uh, sucker like. Stuck in her fur. I was like picking it out of her fur. It's kind of the worst. <laughs> that is the worst. But yeah. Shout out to Belle. She was just throwing up. And she and she pooped on Walker's little uh, play mat thing. Luckily, it was a solid poop. Uh, did you? But yeah, anyways. <laughs> you could have just uh, let her go outside and uh, the street vet could have came through. That's true. Taking care of her. Yep, she actually did somehow get out the other day. Charlie is the one that usually gets out, but she actually found a way out. Anyways, enough. Enough poop talk. about vomit and poop. Here's my next headline. Um, school employees and parents raise money to buy vehicle for Germantown custodian. This did not happen in Germany. This happened in Tennessee. There's Germantown, town, Tennessee? Germantown, Tennessee. Is so, it a town or city? It's a... Well, I don't know. It's the the that city is called Germantown. Or the town could be Germantown. Or the it could town. Just, it also could just be German. It could. It could be German Tennessee that's a town. Yeah. Because when it's Germantown town, I'm mad. Every well. time. Oklahoma City? City? That's okay. Sorry, continue. Lakeside City? City. city? Town. It's a yeah. town though, so mm. we'll let it go. Nah. It's not. That's debatable. So uh old Robert Reed. He is, he is a much-loved custodian at a at Farmington Elementary School in Germantown, Tennessee. Um, he loves his job so much that he's willing to walk miles to get to work. Um, so I guess his, his colleagues at the school and some parents saw him um, walking to school, and they decided that it was time to give Robert a lift. Get it? Okay. A lift. They picked him up, gave him a lift. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so Robert had only been a janitor at the school for um, about four months, which I think is a testament to just how much he invested into the students and the teachers and everything. Uh, just after four months, they were willing to um, give him this lift. Um, and he said... Um, so let's say I get off at 3 p.m. 
Um, then he would get home at around 7 p.m. Um, he, he has to catch. This is um, to get to school and back. So he leaves at 3 p.m. after school, gets home at around 7. He said he, had a, he has to take uh, three buses and walk two miles. And that all, he said all the teachers had taken him to the bus stop and had even uh, given him money when he didn't have any. And he kind of just fell in love with them and how they treated him. And he um, said that Farmington, the school, um, was like a family to him. And then on Wednesday, February 9th, 19th, <clears throat> the uh, teachers and parents took care of him. They uh, asked him to come to the library, and he thought it was to talk about his duties. But... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, the teachers obviously had a uh, surprise in store for him. Um, so they went to the library, and then one of the teachers named Elizabeth Malone, she delivered the news, um, and she basically just said, we started a GoFundMe for you 21 hours ago. We've raised $7,000 for you to buy a new truck. And it said that Reed dropped to his knees and started crying. And then <clears throat> after that said within one day, just hours after Reed uh, was told about the GoFundMe, had gone up to $9,500 and nearing the $10,000 final goal. Um, they said about Robert that his work ethic is unbelievable, and we want our kids to pick up on that, not, not only to have a good work ethic, but also if you see someone in need, try to help. It's important to do that. Um, yeah, that was... <clears throat> There's going to be a lot edited out of this podcast that just happened in the middle of the story so um, i did a pretty terrible job of <clears throat> summarizing, both a up. summarizing that story because we had a little uh little giggle segment in the middle of that um and i kind of forgot where i left off and where i was going and everything so sorry if that was not understandable at all but basically this janitor i'm going to summarize it again without okay. looking okay, at okay. notes or anything so basically this janitor Worked at the school for four months, this elementary school in Tennessee. He worked at the school for four months. He was catching two buses and then walking the rest of the way to school or walking to the bus station, taking two buses to school, um, depending on if he is going to school or away from school. So his, his teachers noticed his work ethic and noticed him walking and how much um, time he was spending trying to get to school. Um, so they... Started a GoFundMe page and funded, that's a lot of work to get funded, somewhere. Funded him a car, yeah. So that first off, that's really cool that people. I think the coolest quote in that was they want they want their kids to see that. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Second thing is we've done hundred plus episodes together, and we just giggled for ten straight months. Yeah, we couldn't get through it, and yeah. I can't remember honestly what hung me up, but I'm hung up. Are you still hung up? That's why I didn't stare at you the whole time you talked for a while. I literally stared at, like, I had the microphone touching my eyeball. I was just looking away because it wasn't fair. We made it through it. Are you, great work. are you good now? I'm great now. I'm going to interrupt your, your story with a giggle fest. That's okay. That was, uh, <clears throat> that was rough. I might just but we to, did it. I might just have to cut that whole story out of there. No, no, no. It was good. Um, that's good. Um, my next segment is another, uh, animal related one. Uh, but lost toddler found while being protected by family dog in the woods. Um, 
I also picked a lot of stories today that I don't know if the words are that hard or I'm just increasingly as these podcasts go on getting less smart. But it's it's S-U-W-A-N-N-E-E County. Suwana. So this is County in Florida. And uh, <clears throat> so a mom calls number one uh, because her three-year-old son had wandered off uh, we're playing outside with the family. Um, and then she also mentioned that her dog buddy was also missing. She's kind of just added in there that the dog might be with the kid. Um, so the police show up, canine unit show up. They're starting to search for this kid. Can't imagine what it's like looking for yeah, be your terrifying. kid. I just, having like a 18-month-old, I just like literally can't imagine it. Yeah, I guess I it's just more and more every day. It's like more real. But um, so... I don't know why I think this is so cool, but um, some neighbors found um, the boy in the woods. When they went to approach the boy, the dog would not let them near. So the the dog saw the boy ran off, went with the... Was, wait, was this like a family dog? Or yes. Was like a, okay. Yes. Yeah, it was their dog, Buddy. So, uh, yeah, when the police got there, Buddy was standing guard next to the toddler to keep everybody away. That's crazy. What if What if Buddy actually kidnapped him, though? Um, yeah, I think they're investigating it. Okay. They're looking into it for sure. Okay. Um, so we don't know if Buddy's technically a hero yet. I think he I think he is. He could be a suspect. Um, but I think he could be a suspect turned hero. Okay. You know, maybe okay. halfway through he's like, ah, we should have stayed on the property. Yeah. Like Richard Jewell. Huh? Is it? What? I don't know. Oh. Wait, what? Um, but yeah. So, all is good. The... Uh, Boy's back with his mom, and the dog's a hero. Good job, buddy. Yeah, great work, buddy. <sighs> you okay? Yeah. Are you back now? I'm back. I'm, I, I like that. I should, I should if keep, it wouldn't have gone on for 10 minutes, we could have left it. I just keep looking at you, and I'm worried that if you even smile, then I'm going to lose it again. <clears throat> All right. <sighs> Let's move on to these quick hitters. We got we to gotta end this podcast. We got to end this episode. Here's my first quick hitter. Dad delivers baby at home with just his right hand as his left one is in a cast. It's <laughs> a good headline. We um, read, read it one more time. Dad delivers baby at home with just his right hand as his left one is in a cast. What a situation to be I know. in. So uh, his, uh, I think fiance, I think they're fiancés right now. Jade, um, she went to labor at home. Um, and the only person there was Reese, which is the dude who delivered the baby with one hand. Uh, he had like broken his, his thumb. I think the, I think it said the week before. So his, one of his hands was in a cast from like his knuckles to his forearm. Um, she went to labor in the middle of the night and it progressed quickly. Um, they, they called 911 and ambulance was on the way. Um, but before the ambulance got there, the baby was like actually coming out, and it was Reese who delivered the baby, one armed Reese. Um, so the paramedics finally arrived minutes later at their home. <laughs> this is the best part of the story. And when they they walked in, Reese said, "I've done your job for you." <laughs> just punched him with it. They just walk in. Yeah, I've I've already done your job yeah. for you. Glad you are here. Um, 
He, he also said, I had the cast on one hand and a phone in the other trying to deliver a baby. I was running around trying to find towels while the woman on the line was trying to give me instructions. Um, so he said, I bent down and stuck my hand out and the baby just came out. Um, and then his fiance Jade, apparently she was adamant. And this is, this is, this is not my words. This is actually in the article. Um, Jade was adamant in the, the run up that she didn't want. Oh, uh, this is a, actually a quote from Reese. Um, <clears throat> this dude's just full of good quotes. Apparently it's funny. Jade was adamant in the run-up that she didn't want me near the business area during the birth. So, and then he, he closed it out by saying, I'd wanted to do the honor of cutting the umbilical cord, but the paramedic said I shouldn't because of the situation. <laughs> so. I got over here one-armed. Yeah. Put in work. And just brought in, brought in a little life into the world. I appreciate that. I appreciate that his thought of all that was... I want to cut the cord. You've done yeah. literally everything else. They walk in, edit her job for you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's me. If I'm being quite honest. Yeah, I, I want to know what to do. I think the paramedics walk in and Katie says, hey, don't worry about my husband who's passed that on the floor over there. He'll wake up eventually. Yeah. Not for me. Uh my next one is a is a quick one, and I'm I'm gonna bind on this one. No, yeah, I'll do this one first. Um, 300 people pack courtroom to see boy adopted after 1,553 days in foster care. So we talked about this before the podcast. As numerous people in the office office, um, uh, this boy's last name is Schwartz. His first name is spelled N I K E. Nike Schwartz. That's what I'm saying. What would it be? Nikki? Nikki? Nike? I'm going to say in Schwartz. So, yeah, he's eight. Spent half uh, half his life in foster care. I just thought it was really cool. Um, we can post a link to this one. But, um, yeah, he got adopted. He was so hyped in the video. Um, and it was in Allen, Texas, too. And this is a weird one, too, by the way, because there's not, like, a story. There's, like, a, it's a video story. Oh, yeah. But there's no audio. So they don't ever say his name. Um. Yeah, three hundred people showed up. Family, friends, and uh, a bunch of people from the adopted adoption si- uh, system came through. So, I'm just stumbling through words right now. Yeah, it's, it's I haven't hard. laughed. It's, it's hard to in this podcast. We still have to do. Point. We still have to do another podcast after this. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. All right, my next one. I'm just gonna be super quick. I have a lot of notes for it, but um, I don't think I should even try to explain them because it's another one of like the technological uh, like scientific advances and like <coughs> medicine so basically bad episode to try that on yeah so basically um doctors have tested out this thing that they call an EpiPen for spinal cord injuries and they've had some success with it in their in their tests and basically they inject nanoparticles i just said that without looking at my notes good for you i was looking you in the eye when i said that you so I, was, I wasn't reading that and they inject like nanoparticles at like the the site of the the trauma to the spinal cord. And it does something and like where um, those type of injuries would usually like lead to paralysis. They've had some success with like shooting um, the, these nanoparticles at the site of the injury, and like the people are able to regain 
movement or like it never gets to the point where they they lose any sensation or movement or anything so pretty cool pretty cool advancement that's a complete game changer yeah how smart are people yeah too a little a little too smart i can't figure out if this guy's name's nike or nikki and they're over there fixing spines with an epi pen yeah that's crazy. I, I don't think it's actually an epi pen yeah i think, yeah, I think yeah. it's actually like they have a like shooting a needle into them yeah yeah i don't really care I don't think somebody's just getting like prescribed an EpiPen to shoot into their spine. Yeah. Did you fall hard? <laughs> you're good. Oh, your back's a- <laughs> You're fine. I like that fin- scenario better. Um, <clears throat> my last one um, is pretty quick, too. It's USC announces free tuition for families making under $80,000 a year, um, which is crazy. So I-, I did about a semester and a half of college. Um, so don't know much about it, but I know that the annual tuition at USC is fifty six fifty seven thousand two hundred fifty six, and that's before any additional costs, student fees, housing, or books. Um, but yeah, they announced Thursday, so I think they announced it yesterday for us, um, that they're going to offer uh, free tuition for families making under eighty thousand dollars a year. That's that's a game changer. That's a pretty huge burden. Oh, off the yeah. old, off the old shoulders, and uh, the school estimated that it offered six hundred and eleven million in financial aid in the twenty seventeen twenty eighteen academic year. Dang! So they're trying to go up from there. But I thought that was cool. I think it. Uh, um, there's a quote in here. I'm having trouble finding it because I'm still locked up. Um, but basically, they, they wanted to. Uh, we're committed to increasing USC's population of innovators, leaders, and creators, regardless of their financial circumstances. I think that's pretty cool. That's there's pretty a lot cool. of there's a lot of world changers that won't get the opportunities because they don't have the financial means. Yeah, so they do. Shout out to USC and all the other colleges that hopefully will realize that we're in a different time. Yeah, and there's a different way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I think that's it. Is it cool if I do a couple more stories? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> At this point, I just want to I just want to <laughs> sign off. This has been a this has been a little bit of a rough one. Oh, this, is, this has been my favorite podcast of all time. It's not going to come out in the audio that way, but it's my favorite podcast. If you're still listening, thank you. Not all not all the episodes are like this. Um, Hopefully they are. We don't always take a take a 15 minute giggle fest in the middle of a episode and then lose our our train of thought. I got snot in my hoodie. Just to <laughs> let you know that's how hard I was laughing at one point. Oh man, but yeah, if you're still listening, thank you. Um. I don't even know how I usually end this because I'm still kind of locked up too. That's the other podcast. That's how you end it. Um, Yeah. Thank you for listening. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, Have a great week. And as always, be on the lookout for the good. The good. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.